Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week 10, day one of our study of Isaiah. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Isaiah 31. Well, welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I just want to say thank you for joining me for these 10 weeks in the book of Isaiah. I pray that they really have transformed your life in God and, and as you encounter him in his word. Before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, I ask that you would open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Isaiah starting in uh, 31, starting in verse 1. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots, and in great strength of their horsemen, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. <clears throat> now, this is an interesting thing that Isaiah is prophesying here because the the people of Israel, and especially Judah, they're actually going to, we know that when Babylon starts attacking them, they're going to go to Egypt for help. They're going to flee, even though Jeremiah tells them not to. We also know that the northern kingdom is going to seek an alliance with Egypt for help. And throughout this hundred-ish year period, the Lord over and over is saying, don't rely on Egypt for help. And, and it's interesting because in times past, it doesn't seem like the Lord, it, there, there's 400 years or so of, of kingdom history of Israel and Judah. There's times where there's been alliances with other nations outside of Israel itself. And it seems like the Lord hasn't, I don't know if he's necessarily endorsed them, but he definitely wasn't it didn't seem like he was against them. There are prophets involved, and it was okay. The Lord sent multiple nation coalitions with Israel out to go do battle and things like that, and, and the Lord seemed to be okay with it. And for whatever reason here, he's saying, you know, Egypt is just going to fail you. Don't make an alliance with Egypt. Don't go to Egypt for help, right? So I don't know that the Lord is necessarily saying that all alliances are bad. I think we can, sometimes we can take things maybe a little out of context from scriptures and things like this. So I, I think here, I don't think that the Lord is saying all alliances for Israel are bad, but he's saying in this case and, and, and really consistently over the next hundred years of, of their history from, from the time period that Isaiah is speaking to uh, through the, the Babylonian destruction of Jerusalem, he keeps saying over and over, don't trust in Egypt for help. Don't trust in Egypt for help. Even though, Elsewhere in Isaiah here, we've already seen that, you know, Egypt is my handiwork and Assyria, you know, uh, or Egypt, my beloved and Assyria, my handiwork, you know, he, the Lord loves these two nations, but he's telling the Israelites here at this point, don't, don't trust them. Don't rely on them. Don't go to them for help. Verse two, yet he is too wise and can bring disaster. He does not take back his words. He will rise up against that wicked nation against those who help evildoers. But the Egyptians are mere mortals and not God. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, those who help will stumble. Those who are helped will fall and all will perish together. This is what the Lord says to me. As a lion growls a great lion over its prey, and though a whole band of shepherds is called together against it, it is not frightened by their shouts or disturbed by their clamor. 
So the Lord Almighty will come down to do battle on Mount Zion and on its heights. Like birds hovering overhead, the Lord Almighty will shield Jerusalem. He will shield it and deliver it. He will pass over it and rescue it. I want to pause right there. This is an interesting thing because very quickly here, we've we've turned things around, right? The Lord is, is saying, don't trust in Egypt. They can't save you. And then it's it's kind of as if the Lord is actually bringing this destruction that's coming your way. And this is one of the most difficult things in my experience for people to wrap their minds around is most people want to believe that the Lord and, and people are taught this. This is a very common teaching is the Lord only blesses those who call on his name and, and say, I'm a Christian, so I should only be blessed. Now we know from experience, we know from life, that's just not true. There's, there's times in every believer's life where we experience blessings and, and good things happen. And there's times in every believer's life where we experience pain and loss this is life. This is natural. There's, there's the ups and downs and the cycles of life. <clears throat> and, and so when it comes to our individual lives, we know that there's these ups and downs and people apply this kind of idea that the Lord only wants to bless and never curse and never, you know, never bad things should never happen. And, and, and there's a, a very pervasive idea that if bad things happen, it's because you've done something wrong and you deserve it. It's, it's almost like people have superimposed the idea of, of Eastern religions, karma onto Christianity, which is, is just completely the opposite of, of who God is. And so, you know, if, if you've done something wrong, it's, it's because, or if something bad happens, it's because you've done something wrong. That's not always the case. But here in these cases where the Lord is actually going to bring judgment against the nation, the people are still going to try to save themselves. And Isaiah, Jeremiah, these prophets are like, don't, don't do that. You'll actually be fighting against the Lord. And over and over again, it's like, it, it will actually be better for you if you submit to this, because this is not just the judgment of the Lord. This is the discipline of the Lord. And it's better if you submit to it than fight against it. But everyone always chooses to fight against it. And so the Lord says, I'm coming against you and he's going to do battle. But then in the same breath, then I'm going to deliver it. All right. The Lord is going to, to bring these things to uh, under judgment, but he's also going to, to then turn things around and bless God's people again. And so the Lord can do both of those. Some people believe that, that, you know, they've got kind of a cranky spirit and God just wants to judge everything and everything's going to burn, all that kind of stuff. I've, I've known people like that. And I imagine you probably have too. And then there's people that teach and believe that no, only blessings come from God. Anything that's negative is not from God, it's from Satan. And, and it's not that the Lord is, is trying to destroy us per se. The Lord will bring us, will bring us trouble to bring us discipline and to actually force us into the place in our hearts where we're like, oh my gosh, I've really sinned. I've screwed up. I need to return to the Lord. The Lord does both of those things, right? And, and it's exemplified in this passage. And the next thing that we're going to, to read is exactly why the Lord does this. Verse six, return you Israelites to the one you have so greatly revolted against. For in that day, every one of you will reject the idols of silver and gold your sinful hands have made. 
This is why the Lord does this. And does the enemy bring destruction in our lives? Yes, he does that. But there are times where the Lord comes in, he breaks in and, and you know, these bad, the Lord allows these bad things to happen. Nations coming in and destroying everything. And it's for this reason, because the Lord is saying, return to me. You have revolted not against your leaders or other things. You've revolted against me. You've made idols of silver and gold with your own hands. Return to me. That is what all of this is about. Anytime the Lord brings judgment on our nation, on our family, on anything, it's because the Lord wants us to return to him. Verse 8, Assyria will fall by no human sword. A sword, not of mortals, will devour them. They will flee before the sword, and their young men will be put to forced labor. Their stronghold will fall because of terror. At the sight of the battle, all their commanders will panic, declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion, whose furnace is in Jerusalem. So God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah and telling them, here's what's about to happen to you. Assyria is coming. They're going to destroy you. Don't turn to Egypt. Turn to me. Return to me because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to allow Assyria to bring judgment on you, Israel. But I want you to humble yourselves and repent and return to me. And then I will raise you back up. I myself will fight against Assyria. I will show you that they will all fall because of the terror of the Lord. Right, Assyria is going to fall not by human swords, but by mine. So return to me. This is the message all throughout scriptures. Our hearts are so prone to wander away and the Lord wants us to return to him. And he's calling Israel, he's calling his people to return back to him, even though he is going to allow and he's going to send these foreign armies to bring judgment. The point of the judgment is so that they would come under discipline and their hearts would soften, their hard hearts would soften and they would return to the Lord with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And may we do the same. For the 10-Week Bible Study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for watching the 10-Week Bible Study. If you've enjoyed this, would you consider doing that whole like and subscribe and bell thing you're always hearing people talk about? It really helps other people find out about the show and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's word. Thank you.